this Tuesday night. It is a special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. We are coming off of NXT Vengeance Day, which took place on Saturday night. And uh, Ben, first of all, how has your week been? I know you've been uh, terribly sick. Very, very trying. It, um, it, it, it has not been fun at all. You're not, allowed to, you're, not, you're not allowed to expire. If anyone's going to kill you, it's going to be me with my creepy, fucked up movie posters. Well, well, uh, well I'll tell you what. I, was, I wasn't close to expiring, but, it, you know, with all this uh, with all this stuff that's going, going on and going around, it's just I caught a one-two sucker punch because I had, I had a, a really bad cold, you know. Uh, yeah, you're like, just getting over that cold. To what the hell with that? And then you asked me about uh, that you were sick again. What? Yes, and and then I then I got stuck with this stomach virus, which was mm-hmm. ten times worse than the cold because, you know, I I just. So, so what happened? How did that happen? I I was literally I was sitting there watching Vengeance Day. I was I was fine. I was I was having snacks. I was getting because we were gonna come on the air on uh, Sunday night. So I was I was watching I was watching Vengeance Day live, and I'm I'm sitting there and my stomach starts feeling very weird. It literally starts doing backflips. You were having snacks? Could it be something you ate? I don't know. I'm just thinking. No, no, not. I mean, no, not with how severe this was for how long. No, because because my dad had it before I did, and then my, my mom has it now. Um. So, so, so anyway, long long story short, I make it through the vast majority of the show, and then and then the main event is just starting. So Braun Breaker's just about to get in the cage, and this is. This was right as um right as um uh Grayson Waller comes charging, you know, through through the door and and knocks him off the step. And at that exact moment I'm like, oh shit. And and, and, and from from then from that moment on it was just hell on earth until um until like four o'clock this afternoon when I finally woke up. <laughs> Well, so, well, well, it's good you feel they're feeling a lot better. Yeah, so, so okay. suffice to say, I'm very, gl- I'm very glad to be back on the air. But um, for a couple reasons, this is going to be a shorter show. One, because I'm still recovering, and two, um, because um, due to the fact that we were going to come on on Sunday to do the post show. And we're a little bit late. We don't want to. We don't want to do a lot of extra stuff. We just want to get you the, the the vengeance day stuff and the and the raw stuff and get you caught up because um we're gonna be back on Saturday for the regularly scheduled show and then we also have another show on Tuesday um next Tuesday for the elimination chamber pre show so. You're gonna be seeing plenty. You're gonna be seeing plenty of us in, in the upcoming week. So we don't want to overload you. No, ben, when the elimination chamber? Um, the elimination chamber is, uh, I think February eighteenth. 
I think. Okay, because I was thinking it was February 19th, but I guess I was thinking that makes up with uh, the Legends Night, which returns on a with all these new documentaries they, they got coming up. Yeah, well, I de- and I definitely want to review that on the show because some, some of those look, uh, look really good. I'm kind of interested to see what they do with those. Yeah, do you have a list? Um, no, I don't. Not in front of me, but I can always, I can always look. What, what, is this the, the WWE legend or WWE biography? Do you know? I think this is a WWE legend. So I was, uh, I, I, I don't know, but I, I heard WWE legends. Okay, let me look. Okay, right here. I'll keep that. All right, and uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to pull up the uh, results from Vengeance Day. And I got something to say about the main, that, that main event. Because I saw something, I, I thought I saw something that I did not like at all. Um, and, and I'm very curious to see what that is. Yep. I'm just pulling up Vengeance Day here. Oh, so, so um, before we went here, I was watching a movie called uh, Three Wise Guys with Roddy Piper. Gotta love Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that movie was not good. He he's good, but that movie these made for TV movies are usually aren't the greatest. No. Absolutely not. Um, let me see if uh, I can get the. Um, so if you can, if you can, it's good. It's all right. She can. Well, um, yeah. Okay, I think I got it right here. Hold on. Yes. Okay. Finally. Okay. Oh. Okay. Go on. Um. So they have. They have one on the NWO, which is the debut episode, which is February nineteenth. I want to watch that. Okay, yes. that one we have to review. Okay, go on. Well, absolutely. Um, other episodes will focus on Jake Roberts, China, mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes, Kane, and the Iron Sheik. Oh, those should be good. Um, Especially and, the uh, Iron Sheik. That's gonna have. I have a lot of like that old school from the eighties stuff that I grew up with. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that absolutely. So I I, I want to review those even more now that we have a lineup in mind. Now to see the now you know you already know my takes on the posters for Vengeance Day for these uh, pay per view. That's the poster for Vengeance Day. All right, let me pull you back up, bro. Oh my God, these 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 posters, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it looks like uh, Shaun of the Dead. It looks like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, it looks awful. Oh my goodness! He's like seriously. So uh, we say we get into into these. Actually, um, one thing I do want to do after we get through this, I'm gonna announce the winners of the last uh, round uh, in the tournament and. Uh, Oh, that's right. Okay. And who they're going to face in the in the matches before the finals. Okay, very good. And I have uh, the next one set up. I think I set up, but I 
I'll check uh, when we go on break, and I'll uh, if I have it set up, uh, I will announce that one. Okay, very good. Now let's get into Vengeance Day. So Vengeance Day took place from Charlotte, North Carolina, and this was not a bad pay per view. Uh, no, and thank you for calling it a pay per view, another premium live event. Oh, God. Man. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, folks. I understand why they do that now because, let's be honest, uh, you know, nobody's really paying much for so, some of these, uh, some of these uh, events. Yeah, we we understand that. In in theory, we get it, but but there's there's something about premium live event that just really, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if it just it sounds like the company is too impressed with itself or what it is. But it's just like, so, right, right, out, right, right out of the gate, we have Wesley defending the North American Championship against Dijak. And for me, folks, that was actually the best match of the night. Yeah, um, that was the high point of high points. Through, for the entire evening. This However, Dijak suffered an injury in the match. Did you see his finger? Oh my god! Oh. Uh, you know, if if I if I was getting sick before that, I saw I saw oh that freeze frame. That, that was enough to set set my puking in motion. That's for sure. Holy Jesus! I was like, and I, I saw, and like I saw the picture afterwards. They did a close up. I'm like, oh, that looks terrible. Well, that's that's one of that's one of those um, you know broken fingers that you you almost feel like it's got to be a prop, but it's, it obviously wasn't. Right. Um. You know, there, there's only been one. You know, and I'm not even sure if we got a close-up of this one um, either. Um, but the only other injury that gave me that kind of vibe in terms of like a broken finger was when um, I think it was um, I think it was Julius Creed versus um, versus uh, oh God, who's the head of Schism? Yes, yes, and they had a, they had a, they had the ambulance match, and um, and um, Creed got his finger jammed in the door. Yeah, and it was very obvious that it was broken. Um, that was that was the only other one, but like just in terms of like the close up and the and the visual of this guy's finger. Um, yeah, Dijak wasn't having a good night. Um, but in terms, in terms of you know match quality, th- I felt this was fantastic. And 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 listen, folks, I don't know if it's if it's if it's Dijak's new gimmick or what it what it is. But you know. Coming into this match, I was very like, yeah, lukewarm kind of thing. Like, I don't know how these guys are gonna match up and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, cause yeah, I don't watch NXT regularly, but I always keep up with it for the purpose of of these kind of things, so that when these shows come up, I know what the fuck's going on. But that that being said, I I really there was no heat coming into this match for me. Um. And and they um, 
they really pull off something special here because uh, for a show opener, this felt like a show closing quality quality situation. Um, so shout out to them, absolutely. And um, and you know, I'm I'm personally very um, excited for uh, Wesley in the future. I do hope he gets his um his tag team partner back at some point, um, Nash Carter. Um, you think he's gonna return? Well, I, I think I think it'd be the, the right thing to do. I really do because I I I think that kid got absolutely railroaded, and um, and uh, you know to a to a certain degree it really it really had a negative effect on Wesley as well, obviously. Um, you know, I, I, I found something very interesting on um, social media uh, yesterday. And, um, and considering the source, I, I found it very telling. Um, so apparently MJF and um, Nash Carter used to be uh roommates and for some for some and for some strange reason nash carter is still taking heat for for a picture that was posted you know i don't know how many untold amount of years ago but it was like it it had to be almost like a decade old at, at the time it came out so it's even older now um but you know but for MJF, the heel of all heels, to come out and say, you know, listen, you know, I'm tired of the fact that this guy is still taking heat over this. Um, you know, he is nowhere near an, an anti-Semite. I know this because I've lived with him. You know, pretty, pretty much cut the shit. And, and the fact that he's not on... TV right now it is is ridiculous. You know, I don't have his tweet up in front of me, so I'm not reading it verbatim, but I'm just summarizing. Yeah. But I considering that it's MJF of all people who came out and said, you know, this is bullshit. Um, you know, I I think that I think that's very telling. And you know, and I've always been the guy who who will freely admit to who will freely admit to you that I am not the pro censorship kind of person. If somebody does something truly disgusting that ends up hurting somebody and, and it's proven that he did it, um, then I am I am the first guy to say, okay, you know. Then he need, he needs to pay for pay for that you know according to the significance of the crime. However, if if it's something like this where somebody made a mistake, you know, eight nine ten years ago, and it, it's a picture for fuck's sake. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I I hate this like when people. Like, uh, do that to someone over something that was posted, like, years ago. That's, like, it has nothing to do with where they are today. You know, because, folks, I can guarantee you, you know, I, like everybody else, 
I am I am not a saint, nowhere even close. And I'm willing to bet you that if you dug around in my past, you would find something that you didn't like. Now, I'll be the first one to say I, I don't have I don't have any particular particularly deep dark secrets in my past. I just don't. I'm not that kind of person. But um, you know, but if you dig around deep enough and you look look around, I'm sure you'll find something because everybody does. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just the fact that this is still a thing is is quite repulsive. Um, and um, and I think I think we it's been proven time and again that you know this that that picture is not reflective of who this person is, and and it's it's time to move the fuck on. Yep. Um, so, so I was, I was happy for, um, for, uh, Zach Wentz and, um, to, to get that level of, you know, of performer to back him up and, um, you know, and hopefully this is the beginning of the end of the bullshit for him. I really hated their, their uh, gimmick in that Impact Wrestling. The Rascals taking it off of that 70s show. I don't know. I, didn't, I just didn't like it. Well, I, well it, it, and to be honest with you, um, Elio, I was not very familiar with the Rascals in Impact Wrestling because, to be I should, honest... I should, I should send you a clip if I find one on YouTube. To be, but to be honest with you, I stopped watching... Um, impact when uh, when they moved to like destination america so that was like t- 2015 uh, I, know, I know this was around uh this was around before they moved like but i was watching it a little bit in 2018 2019 but then i dropped out totally like only because we had nothing to do during that whole uh uh lockdown crap where we had to stay home. Yeah, I mean, the last major angle that I that I saw in um, in Impact was um was when the Dudley Boys were trying to put Dixie Carter to a table. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I said the one at the, the last one I saw was a wedding. And whose wedding was that? Yeah, Rosemary got married to Johnny Bravo or whatever this referee's name was. It was just really weird. Just... Oh, God. But back to uh, Avengers Day. Uh, Matt... Well, well, well I'm, right. I'm, I'm glad that Wesley is, is separated from yes. um, that um... kind of chicanery. But um, but I I was very impressed with this match. I I, I got a really big kick out of this, and and you, and you know I don't I don't hold out much hope for this current NXT uh, version, but that has that does not take away from the level of talent that's on that show, yep. and and these are two guys that that exemplify that, and they had a great match. So shout out, shout out to them for for pulling that off. Um, What's a match number two? And okay, do you know the story here? Fallon Hilly and Keanu James versus Casey Kellenzaro and Kaden Carter. I shall not call her Kaden Chance, and she can't. Thank you. But um, 
But no, I, no, I don't know the story. Can you All right, here we fill go. me in here? So Fallon Henley is with Josh Briggs and uh, Brooks Jensen. Okay. Okay. Yana James, who was playing, plays this businesswoman, and apparently they were feuding over Fallon Henley's family bar, which Keanu James wanted to purchase. So that's how that feud started. And now for some weird reason, they began tag teaming together, and now they are the women's tag team champions. I don't understand. Which, which is really weird. Um, for me, I mean, granted, as you just um, laid out, I wasn't, excuse me, I wasn't familiar with this uh, storyline, but um, it, it seemed to me that um, Kaden Carter and um, Katana Chance, Casey Kenzaro, that's <laughs> <laughs> your fucking name, but, um, but, but it, it seems to me that, n- number one, uh, they are the best of the women's tag teams on that show. And number two, and arguably, they're the most credible, uh, uh, you know, women's tag team not named Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler on the entire uh, WWE umbrella. Um, yeah, to- yeah, yeah, they had them lose to Fallon Henley and Keanu James. I'm confused by this whole thing. <laughs> So let me let me ask you something, Elio. Um, okay. Since you gave me some of the background, how long has this feud been going on leading into uh, leading into this special here? Uh started like it's been uh, several weeks. Uh, like it's really I don't remember exactly when it started, but like um, we started seeing vignettes of Fallon Henley working at her family bar at the. Family bar that was owned by her, one of her, I think her dad or uncle or some some relative, and um, so Keanu James walks in with her assistant, who and I looked this up. Her name is was literally listed as secretary number two. Oh God! <laughs> she walks in with all these papers and she wants to purchase the bar and she makes Fallon Henley's offer. Fallon Henley turns it down time and again. And then finally they agree to have a match. And if Fallon Henley wins, Keanu James uh, doesn't get, doesn't go anywhere near the bar ever again. So which of course uh, Fallon Henley won, yet the feud still continued for some reason. And, and now, now, and, and now they're, they're tagging together. So and weeks later, they find we find themselves they find themselves as tag team partners, and here we are. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, I will say this: at least they're using Fallon Henley, unlike in AEW, where they had her mostly on dark and elevation. Yeah, it, it's just. It seems awfully random to take the titles off of um, off of uh, them now. Um, talking about Ken Zorro and uh, Carter and Carter. Um, I shall not call her Katana Chance. But um, um, sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. Uh, no, 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 that's blasphemous. Don't. <laughs> 
Don't bring my beloved katana, the real one, into this. No, I'm saying that is blasphemous. That's why I said. So, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Leave it alone. Because let me let me explain something to you folks before we go off the air, and then we'll move into the, the, the next match. Okay, I there are two things that I would three there are three things in my childhood that I was a complete nerd over. Okay, and that is that is professional wrestling, Power Rangers, and Mortal Kombat. And and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you want to throw them in there, I kind of have to. So if you, if, but if you fuck with those four things, don't don't talk to me. Just, <laughs> you, you, you can't. So so leave my precious katana out of this. I'm not talking about katana chance. Um, even though I have no problem with Casey Kenzaro, we went to the same school. Um, very cool. Um, but um. But leave the bullshit alone. And, 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 with, and with that in mind, with this very confusing match result in mind, we're going to step aside before we take a break and uh, get into the next match. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. And we are going to move on to match number three. It was a two out of three falls with Carmelo Hayes taking on Apollo Cruz. <laughs> Carmelo um, Hayes winning two falls to zero, and and this was this was the other high point for me. Um, Trick Williams and and Don Vicato notwithstanding, um, because uh, newsflash, uh, Trick Williams just gets on my goddamn nerves, and um, right. see that that's why Tony likes you, and and how. Uh, <laughs> And well, well, let, let's see if I can impress him with this because I I don't know I don't know what his opinion of Cato is. Okay. But well, I, I don't either. So go on. But somebody has to explain to me how this guy still has a job. I don't I don't understand it. Now, let me let me play devil's advocate here because I know that some, you know, neckbeard nerd is going to have an issue. I understand that he may not have had a, 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 a decent opportunity that he got stuck in the, in the raw underground. Okay. Then he was, you know, then he was Apollo Cruz's heavy when it went, uh, when, um, Commander Aziz. Yeah, yes, when when um when he was doing the Nigerian Prince angle, um, even mm -hmm. even though that was, that was kind of cool because I I I believe Apollo Cruz is legitimately Nigerian. I think I think, um, and if he if he's not, then I apologize. But I'm not, I'm just going off of what of what I believe to be the truth, um, but. But that being said, you know, David Cato has never really been, you know, a, a front and center piece of. Technically, well, uh, he's a build from Nigeria. He was born in California. Pablo Cruz. Okay. Well, I well I, I I knew he was born in the states, but I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying okay. I thought I thought yeah, he yeah. had some Nigerian blood in, it. but whatever. Well, uh, 
Um, anywho, um, this I don't see how Domicito is going to um add anything to the Apollo Cruise thing. I know that they're presumably going to start a feud now uh, that he got attacked um after after the match um with uh with Carmelo but but what what purpose does a feud with with Cruz and Davicato do? I understand they have history, I get it, but you know, I thought the entire purpose of bringing Apollo back down to NXT was to rebuild him because mm-hmm. because as far as as far as I'm concerned, and, and this is this is not Ben Pierce being entertaining. This is just Ben Pierce being the logical wrestling fan for real. Um, you know, for me, Apollo Cruz has always been one of those in the criminally misused yeah. category. Um, you know, because when he was coming in, when he was coming in, folks, he had a lot of you know excitement, a lot of hype behind him from his time on the Indies. Um, you know, as Uha Nation, and um, and people were excited about it, including me. And then and then he spent three or four years in catering and was just absolutely destroyed and then and then his biggest claim to fame um prior to uh going back down to nxt was being the last guy to hold the prior design of the u.s title which he which he retired and and gave it to his children um which which if that's true that's awesome because that was a i remember that promo that was hard thought that was good. You know, I, I thought we were going somewhere with Apollo Crews, and apparently not, um, because he, even when he got back down to NXT, he was still doing a fucking, you know, missing eye, Rey Mysterio-like gimmick. Uh, and, 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 and now, you, you know... Now at least he's in, in feuds with with some good people with Carmelo Hayes. Now, now, now that being said, as much as I'm a fan of Apollo Cruz and, and would like to see him use better, and and I was excited about him being in this match, I 100% agree with the decision to have Carmelo Hayes take the two out of three falls match with two straight falls. I absolutely love that um, because Carmelo Hayes is that next guy. There, there are there are a few guys in NXT where you could you you could legitimately make that argument. I think um, I I think um, Carmelo Hayes is is in that conversation. I think. Um, Grayson Waller is in that conversation. I think, um, I think the uh, the Creed brothers are in that conversation. But Carmelo Hayes is at the forefront of next man up. 
and I'm actually surprised that that Carmelo hadn't been called up yet. Um, but if, I think I think after WrestleMania. But yeah, and well, I I would certainly hope so. And and but and by the way, uh, just as an aside, folks, and if since since we're not a video podcast, I'm I'm literally. I'm literally holding holding my hand up beside my mouth in a co-conspiratorial fashion, so you guys can get the picture with me. I, I, I real, I really hope, I, I sincerely hope that they don't put him with, um, the, the hit row faction. I, it, it, it's, no, it's, no, he, no, he said he said only go with uh do the hip thing if he can bring trick well with him. Well, well, we well, I don't I don't give a fuck about trick. No, but that's that's the only reason he would do the hit row uh, faction. But and but and, but and, and I I don't mean any disrespect toward toward hit row. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, AJ Francis is a hometown boy. I I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm a I'm an, I, I was born in in Amarillo County, boy. I know I know. Like I, I trust me. I I spent the first eight years of my life there. Been been a Marylander my entire life. And and you know the people who give um you know him crap on social media, you know. That that's on that's on them, and I think he pe- may feed into it a little bit. But I don't have a I don't have an issue with that because I think that's all character related stuff. Um, you know, and I th- I think he does have legitimate talent. Now, I think without Swerve in the picture, um, you know, it's kind of like Hit Row is kind of rudderless. Yeah. So. so while I think Carmelo Hayes would fix that, at this point I think I think Carmelo has higher aspirations than a hit row. Um, not saying I wouldn't be entertained by it, um, but um, but it's it's just so I'm hoping that that AJ Francis and B Fab and uh, Ashant, Ashanti can get going. With it, with this new heel gimmick, and and not have to have um, Carmelo Hayes um, involved. Yeah. Um, now talking about the actual match it's, itself, I'm getting a little too analytical here. Um, but this was the other high points of the evening for me. There were there were there were two high points of the evening. One being the the match we already discussed. Um, to open the show and then this one. Um all of the other stuff was was playing catch up um to to um to that opening match, but this was definitely the other high point. Now um now my my immediate question after this match was answered before the end of the night and that is, you know, where does Carmelo Hayes go from here? Well he's going after Braun Breaker. Well, I think that's fucking amazing. And I don't know about you, Elio, but my my vote is to have Carmelo take down Braun Breaker for the title. Yeah. And then and, and have Carmelo going a little bit of a 
We don't, we don't need one of those 350 day things. We got enough of those. But give them, you know, give them, you know, three, four, five, you know, months, and then and then send them on his way. You know, what, you know what we need him to do. What's that? We need him to win the NXT championship, then blast Trick uh, in the head and kick him to the curb. Get rid of Trick if you're gonna become the champion. Yes, sir. Where do I sign that petition? Because because he trick is just gonna overshadow him. He's gonna make he's gonna make it all about him every time they can every time the camera's not on him, he's gonna be looking for the camera, he's gonna take away from the NXT champion. He's not the champion, Carmelo Hayes is. Yeah, well, you know, and, and we don't have anything personal against Trick Williams. It's just you know, he's the flavor flavor of NXT and it's not necessary. Flavor flavor, what? <laughs> 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 Pub- yes, I know who Flavor Flav is. Car- Carmelo Hayes is the Chuck D of the group. Get, you know, get get your shit together, will you please? <laughs> I know who Flavor Flav is. Okay, well, small small miracles right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I, I um, said that the first time, though. You didn't hear me? No, no, no I did. I was just having fun with you. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, wait, what about the next match, though, for the Tag Team Championships? And, and I'll tell you what, the result was fantastic. I love Gallows. These guys are great. I, I, I've been a fan of theirs from NXT UK when they started yeah, Me too. And, um, you know, these people are, like, Legit, they remind me of like tag teams from the '80s. Like we're legitimately gonna kick your ass, not stand there and look pretty and stupid outfits, and you know, you know, pretty deadly is extremely talented. But what the fuck are they wearing? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I miss Joe Coffee. He was the third. Um, he was the third guy. There's Joe Coffee, Mark Coffee, and Wolfgang. Yeah, well, what happened? To, what happened to Joe? I'm not Coffey? sure. I'm not sure where Joe Coffee is and why he's not there. But uh, like, if they feel they feel incomplete without without him. Well, let me let me look that up because I I don't I don't remember seeing his name in the list of uh, releases from you know from yeah, way yeah, back. Yeah, look that up. I'm curious to know like why he's out there because. Gallus is three people, not two. Like, and if they're the champions, he he was like uh, basically the leader of that uh, group. Yeah, the, well, it says right here that he's still signed to NXT, so I don't know where he is. Okay, he's probably injured. Okay. Well, well, then yeah, he would have to be if he's still signed to the company and not with Gallus, so I would assume he's injured. But yeah, this was a high point for me, that this tag team match. Um, I'm so glad that New Day are no longer the champions, because why did they have to win it in the first place? And, and honestly, Elio, you took the question right out of my mouth. Um, why, what, and why were they the, the title holders to begin with? I have no idea. That, that that's a 
I wonder if it's because they had they had the Raw titles SmackDown and now they have the NXT. Yeah, the NXT. Okay, so what? But giving somebody something for the sake of giving somebody something doesn't really. That's a very um, Charlotte Flair like move. Yeah, it's like okay, you had you had you have all three champions. Okay, so what? You had Raw and SmackDown. Why do you need NXT? Yeah, and and not to mention you're the winningest tag team in WWE history. I, I I'm not really sure why you need the NXT championships, um, but. You know, no harm, no foul, I guess, because they're on Gallus now. But um, but so so at least the end result, we got what we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was distracted by Pretty Deadly's outfits, and it was disturbing. But good, it was good match. Um, and then uh, up next we had uh, let me just. Oh, I, I, opened, I opened the wrong tab. Excuse me. It was a triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship. And, and this confuses me. Can somebody explain to me why we had both members of, of Toxic Attraction in a triple threat match for the title? It was weird. And they teased the breakup. I'm like, okay. But... but but to me, to me, that was like a dead giveaway that 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 it, it was going to be a title retention. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just I understand why they're doing that is if they want to tease the breakup of uh, Toxic Attraction because, quite frankly, without Mandy Rose. And and this is no disrespect to Gigi Dolan or JC Jenks. I think they're both great. Um, but um, but without Mandy Rose, toxic attraction isn't toxic attraction. Yeah, no, I agree. So they they're not the same without Mandy Rose. Right. So those those two women got shafted. You know, kind of the same way that Wesley got shafted when when his partner got unceremoniously dismissed from the company, much like Mandy Rose did. Um, But it's just, um, I I, I don't know. I mean, it it wasn't a bad match um, by by any stretch of the imagination. It just, it wasn't one of those that that really captured my attention because the entire time this is going on, I'm trying to figure out why... um, why Jean and Dolan are in this match together because to me it just telegraphs the result entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to say that we haven't seen seen that before or I don't understand the approach. I do, but it, it, it just for for me it just took away from the match. Yep. Um now main event wise we had the uh the NXT title online in a steel cage match. Um, and uh, as I confessed to you before we came on the air, Elio, I had, I had to catch this match right before we hit record um, because I have been completely incapacitated from, from about 10 o'clock on Saturday night to 5 o'clock 
um, for five o'clock this evening. It, it's just, um, I'm just now coming back to life. I, I jumped out of, out of the shower right before I hit record on this. And, um, and this is about the most alive I've been in the last four fucking days. Um, so uh, let me tell you why Braun Breaker should not be the champion. Because I told you at the top of the show something that I saw in this match uh, bothered me. Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear this for sure. Did you notice uh, before the match started when they were like fighting on the outside? Um, they were they were fighting around the steel cage area, ringside area. Yeah, I did. Did you notice where the NXT Championship was? Uh, no, I didn't. It was on the floor. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. No, I. I, I don't like that. So wow. So uh, and uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure the the title didn't uh, end up on the floor by itself. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't like that. And I had I noticed that I would have said something too because. I, I can I can completely understand your point. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, on the side uh, where the entrance is where they come out. I believe it was. Right. Did yeah. now? Did he take it off before the brawl, or or did it fall off during the brawl? I didn't. I didn't see what happened. All I saw was one minute. Uh, like uh, the entrance in the next minute, I see it on the floor. So I can't even say whether it was one or the other, but it's like Brown Breaker is just boring. Yeah, he, um, I'll, I'll put it to you like this, because I, I don't disagree with you. Um, how I feel about Brown Breaker is that he's a much more athletic version of Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't, I don't mean this as, as a, as a slight toward, um, toward, uh, Bronson Rexiner. I don't, I, I don't know him, uh, could, could be a very nice guy. I don't know. Um, but to me, he's, he's Goldberg 2.0, uh, with, with a lot more substance, but that being said, I'm not interested in a Goldberg reboot. Um, he, uh, I mean, he he has Goldberg's moves, Goldberg's mannerisms. I'm not sure, you know, and he doesn't need that. You know, he's a fucking Steiner for Christ's sake. Yeah. I mean, look how athletic he is. This guy does not need to be Goldberg 2.0. Um, but to to your point, he, um. Excuse me, and a lot. See, I'm allergic to this bullshit because I can't believe we had to discuss this again. Um, it's making me want to puke, and I've I've had enough of that the last few days. Believe me. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, it, there's a, to your point, Elio. There's a very paint by numbers feel to uh to Braun Breaker. Is that is that pretty much is that pretty much where where you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, I um, you know, and, and I think the I think the answer to to that question is um, 
you know, they gotta they gotta get away from the very Goldberg esque presentation because he does have an it factor. Brian, there's there's something about Braun Breaker where there's an it factor there. Like I said, he's a he's a much more athletic version of Goldberg. And and for that he deserves a lot of credit. Um but um but I don't know, it's just all the way down to his stupid tribal tattoo. I mean, that's Goldberg all over again. And, and it's just, it's not working. Um, I, I'm also looking out on his uh, page. He was ranked number 26 in the PWA, uh, PWI 500 2022. Bullshit. You know, I want to know who's in charge of the PWI 500 and how much they get paid to suck WWE dick. Because <laughs> what? What? That, that's ridiculous. It is, this is absolutely absurd. Um, so, um, do you have any more on this match? No. And, and you asked me why I laugh when we do these PWI 500 lists. I, I, I damn near had an aneurysm when we, when we did the, you know, the 20 best tag teams. We did this on our because uh, we, we just did the top 10. Well, no, we did the top 20. But uh, we, we went laughed at it on, on that show. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on to uh, Monday Night Raw, we will uh, pass it over to Elio because I've talked too much and I need a drink. All right. However, before um, Monday Night Raw, of course, they have the main event tapings, which I don't even know how many people watch main event. And, uh, and, and I, I mean this in all seriousness, Elio. How would you watch it? YouTube? <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck watches main event? Hulu? Got, got me. Who has it? If, I, if I'm watching Hulu, I'm watching Prison Break, not fucking. However, <laughs> um, two matches that they had on here, usually they use this as, uh, as a way to showcase. Uh, Potential call-ups in the main roster, and we had Dana Brooke defeating Indy Hartwell. I want to see Indy Hartwell up on the main roster. So do I. And we had Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows defeating the Creed Brothers, another team I want to see on the main roster. And I think we're going to see these two after WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I would say maybe maybe give the Creeds a little bit more seasoning, but they're, they're right up there to, um, getting ready to get called up, in my opinion. Yep. All right, on to Monday Night Raw. And Monday Night Raw from Orlando, Florida, seven hours away from Pensacola. I know that because we literally did that whole drive whenever we went, every time we went down there in 2018 and 2019. Oh Lord! Yeah, like seven, seven hours. No, thank you. Because uh, my uncle lives in Pensacola, and my and my cousin lives in Orlando. Oh, aren't you world travelers? <laughs> All right, so so we 
right out of the gate, we have a promo by Edge and Beth Phoenix, who challenge the uh, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley to a mixed tag match at Elimination Chamber. Because they talk about the Judgment Day, which brings Judgment Day out. They challenge Balor and Rhea Ripley, who is absent if she's on on the road doing promo work. Apparently. <laughs> or, or she could just be selling that spear from last week. A uh, couple, couple of things about this, this promo, and and I don't, I don't mean to make you laugh, but I have to ask. I know. Um, number number one, Damian Priest couldn't get his words out to save his life. That was that was a very. I saw rough, that he was stumbling over his words. Yeah. That was a very rough live segment for Mister Priest. Yeah. Um. And number number two, I, I've I've said this before, folks, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm really not. But can someone explain to me why? Number one, why is Beth Phoenix a Hall of Famer? And number no, number two, why does she have to have a microphone in her hand? Yeah, but, I, I, but Phoenix has never been good at cutting a promo. I don't mean to be an asshole, but, but her promo was fucking atrocious. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just have Edge cut the promos. Get, you know, get, get Beth out there to, to spear the hell out of, out, of, out of Rhea and kick her ass. That's, that's what, you know, that's what we did. She, she did at the end of the Royal Rumble. That's what we need her to do. Her promo was fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I will question what's yeah. with the hair. What's with the hair? <laughs> well, the, 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 the best answer I can give you, aside from I don't know what the fuck it is, um, is is the the grit couple? I don't I don't know what the fuck that means, but apparently Beth Phoenix's big ass eighties hair is part of the grit. Um, couple. Like uh, the eighties call, they want their hairstyle back. <laughs> well, you know the the mic the the microphone needs to be muted more than we need the hairstyle and go back to the eighties. Uh, she can have the hair if she draws the mic. Um, so that, that leads into the first match, which is a qualifying match for the Nation Chamber. Damien Priest defeating Angelo Dawkins. This was a high point for me. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, Angelo, Angelo Dawkins doesn't get a lot of love because of, because of Montez Ford. And um, coincidentally enough, uh, Angelo Dawkins did not get the Elimination Chamber spot. Montez Ford did. Um, and for good reason, but let's not let's not let it get lost in the shuffle here, folks. Angelo Dawkins can fucking go, and he prove and he continues to prove it um, in, in this match as well. This was an absolute high point for me. I, as well. I, have, I have a question for you: Should the Street Profits turn heel? I would I would like that, but here here's where here's where I would hesitate. Montez Ford has a very John Cena-esque quality to him. 
I mean that in the very best way. But John Cena was in here. Well, 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 I, I, well, I know. But, but see, he's he's so naturally funny. Talking talking about Montez Ford, right? I mean, when he when he snuck up behind Dom and threw him back in the ring to get to get um glam slammed by 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 Beth and yeah. and and speared by Edge, and meanwhile he's screaming "Mommy!" as he's about to get grand glam slam slam by uh you know Beth Phoenix. Montez Ford has a comedic timing that is absolutely priceless. I I don't know how I don't know how he does it. I don't, but that's just a God given gift, and I'm not sure if that. I would like to see um the, the Street Profits heels at some point, but I'm I'm just not sure when that's going to happen because Montez Ford in particular is so talented in terms of like connection. Mm-hmm. And just making people laugh that I, I'm there's no rush to turn him heel in my opinion. Okay, no, I was just wondering because I because I saw because I was thinking about like I was thinking about this because uh, we were talking about Angela Dawkins and they both had, like singles matches, so that's why I brought that the question back. Yeah. Well, before because remember how before Montez Ford got hurt, and I I do see the time, so I'll make this point, and then we'll take a break. No, I'm not looking at the time as well. That's why I was looking. Keep going. Um, but um, but remember how before Montez Ford got hurt, that they were heavily teasing the breakup of of the Street Profits. Yeah, I don't want to see the breakup of Street Profits. No. Um. So. For for that reason, I don't think that they'll be turning heel quite yet. That is something that I would like to see in the future, um, but but certainly not now, in my opinion. Um, and, and plus, with, with with the tag team division getting rebuilt to the degree that it, that it is, and also the limbo that it's going to be in after the Usos drop the, the titles. I'm not. I'm not sure you wanna. You wanna mess with the placement of the street profits and where they are in the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that, go should I go into break. Absolutely. So, we'll, we'll be right back, folks. All right, we're back, and um, we're getting into match number two. And I swear, it's like people listen to 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 these podcast because do you, do you remember we've been saying how this pairing between Baron Corbin and JBL was was a rather odd odd pairing yes and they I this I'm telling you they had they must be listening because after Baron Corbin lost to Dexter Lumis JBL just told him that he's done with him so no more Corbin and JBL well two things need to be taken into account here. Number one, praise the wrestling lords for answering our prayers. That's number one, because this pairing just wasn't working at all. Uh, But number two, thank you, JBL. You have proven 
that you were once and can be again a wrestling god because you smacked down that piece of shit. Who are you, who are you, who are you looking at? Baron Corbin. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, no, it's like I see you looking up and see like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I was... I was pr- I was having a conversation with the wrestling guys. <laughs> Didn't you see my hands full? I did. I, 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 you're like, thank you, wrestling gods. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you for giving up for slapping Corbin. It's very much appreciated. And then we have another four-way qualifying match for Elimination Chamber. Carmella defeating Candice LeRae, Mia Yam, I'm going to call her Mechin, and Viper Niven. But, but once again, why? Why Carmella? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that she's been gone for, se- for seven months. She's been going through some very rough stuff. Uh, you know, you know uh, who I think should have had it? Viper Niven? Yes. Well, that makes two of us. Um, because, because don't get me wrong, okay? Carmella has 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 proven herself to be a very, uh, a, um, a, to be very much a better wrestler than I thought she was, um, on several occasions, um. And, um, you know, certainly what she's been through on a personal level, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, but, um, but, you know, th- this is very random, you know, to have her come back seven after seven months. And now she's, she's in a, um, chamber match for the women's ch- championship and, and, and not for nothing folks. Like I, okay. Now, I feel like you're, you're. I feel like people are gonna feel like I'm bitching for no reason because it is the elimination cha- chamber pay per view. But hear me out. So I understand the elimination chamber pay per view. I understand what its purpose is. I think it's one of the one of the coolest uh, gimmick pay per views that's ever been conceived. Um. And much like, uh, and unlike Hell in a Cell, I don't think it's been convoluted to the point of, of no return. Um, the, the issue that I have with two Hell in a Cell matches taking place um, at um, the pay-per-view coming up is this. One, there's very little, there's very little time between the Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber for build purposes. And they just put this match for the women together in the chamber last night. Now, I appreciated this this edition of Raw because it had a direction and this is what they were trying to do largely was, you know, was put the, put the women's match together, finalize the men's. I got all that. I can appreciate that. My question for, for you and our our audience at large, why is it necessary to put these matches together two weeks ahead of time? 
like it because it, it, it doesn't say very much for for your women's division number one uh and number two i would argue that we already know who needs to be the number one contender for the title based on her return and her new gimmick and it's certainly not carmella nope yeah and and I bet you know who I'm talking about. I believe. Well, well, her too. But oh, I talk. Wait, who? Oscar. Oh yeah, we. Yeah, she was in this. Uh, was she? Well, no, is she in this chamber? I think I. I believe she, she is. If she's not, she should be. No, me a double check. Cause I believe. Let me. Do a double check here. Elimination chamber. Oh, okay, let me see. Yeah, 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 she is. She is. She's She's in there. Yes, so to me, she she is the clear cut choice for a winner. Um, you know, and it, but it's just, but that doesn't negate my point. Why? What? Why does this? Why does this need to happen two weeks before we step into the into the chamber? Um, why is the match just being put together now? See the the. Now, I know the answer to these questions, but the reason why I pose them is because they still need to be answered, folks. Just because you had a Royal Rumble pay-per-view, you still have a pay-per-view on the calendar, and if you're not going to take any time to build it up and make it important, then why are are we having an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Yep. And and don't get me don't get me wrong, folks. I looked at the card earlier today for the elimination chamber, and what's on deck, on paper, looks fantastic. However, okay. I I think I read where the Usos uh, may not be there. Well, I didn't read I didn't read that part. Yeah, I hear apparently, that. they're they're not allowed in Canada. Well, for um for the DUIs. Yeah, for Jimmy's DUI. Well, they both have DUIs. So I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, they don't do the Canadian Wait. shows. They they both do. Wait, they both have DUIs. I thought it was only Jimmy. Um, they both do. I think. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why I read that uh, because that they're not in Canada. Um. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Um. Perhaps, uh, perhaps WWE needed to take a Canadian approach with the Usos to begin with. <laughs> right. <Jeez. laughs> okay. Uh, so, is that all we have for this match? Uh, yeah. All right. So next we have, and I was in on WrestlingData.com. They have them listed as the Hurt Business defeated Alpha Academy. Well, um, number one, I'm very happy that um, MVP is trying to get the Hurt Business back together because they should have never been 
broken up in the first place. Oh, well, um, that brings up another question. I don't know if you heard about Kevin Nash's, what Kevin Nash said. No, I did not hear what Kevin Nash said. Uh, yeah, he said that he feels like Bobby Lashley has lost his killer instinct. Well, yes, he has. Yeah. And Kevin Kevin Nash is absolutely right with that. Now, now I I will I will sing Bobby Lashley's praises as long as I have to to avoid him going back to the ass butts. Um, <laughs> this is this is leagues and leagues above where we were with the ass flex and the Bobby yeah. Lashley sisters. Don't, don't, do, don't do that and gave my co-host a record <laughs> And I had to listen. To, I had to hear about them. <laughs> nobody wants to hear about that at all. No, nobody at all. I can assure you. Um, but you know, he he's he's absolutely right. Um, you know, Bobby Lashley. Um, for for as physically intimidating as he is, um, for as athletically skilled and wrestling skilled as he is, um. He has always been missing something in the professional wrestling sphere. And this latest version of Bobby Lashley is the closest that we've gotten to really capturing the intensity of Bobby Lashley. Um, but, um, you know, if you really want, and I'm not sure that, that WWE can do this because I'm not sure that they've portrayed Bobby Lashley as being on that level. But if you really want the the fans to believe in Bobby Lashley as a killer heel, the way he should be portrayed, the way he should have been, always been portrayed, um, you, you, need, you need to go back and take a look at his world title runs from Impact Wrestling. That that's what that that's what the WWE Bobby Lashley needs now. Uh, and I also had the one match he had in, in Impact. This was great. The it, the other it was a street fight between Lashley and MVP. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I I think so. Was that was that um toward the end of the beatdown clan? Yeah yeah yes yes. Yeah okay. Yeah and, yeah. That was a great one. And and they they can also parlay that parlay that into talking about more of the history between Bobby Lashley and MVP, especially especially now that Vince McMahon is out of the fucking chair. Thank Christ. <laughs> yep. we, can only, we, we can only hope that um that that continues. And and from what I'm reading, he's expected to leave permanently. At, once the sale of WWE is done, I can only hope that that is true. Uh, although I'm not placing my hopes into that because we all know who Vince McMahon is. But but uh, getting getting back to Bobby Lashley uh, and and Triple H's storytelling, you know, we we've seen him mention other companies and other pieces of history. Now that Vince isn't there, and really incorporate that into it, they can use they can use the the impact wrestling aspect of within the hurt business and if you bring out that real killer instinct of bobby lashley within this new hurt business that's going to be awesome right and um 
Okay, Ben, I have a question. What's that? Who's next match? Why did they bring Chelsea Green back? I I don't know. I don't know. They they like they they wasted the Royal Rumble. They gave her a two minute match for losing to Oscar. Well, at, at this at this point, I I if I was if I was Chelsea Green, I'd rather be sitting at home with a broken wrist again.
charisma, the, the, the character, the ability to sell that, um, the ability to be the Miz better than anybody else could possibly be the Miz. I mean, if, you, if you're like me, folks, you've been following the Miz well before WWE. I mean, it, I've, been, I've been following the Miz since 1999 in New York in the real world. Uh, and so while I don't particularly appreciate um, the Miz from an in-ring perspective, I do appreciate his ability on the mic. I do appreciate his ability to draw heat. I appreciate his passion and the fact that he always said he was going to be here and here he is. I can respect the hell out of that. I don't have a single problem with the Miz getting what he's got, getting what he's gotten. But you asked me about the Miz from an in-ring perspective. I don't give a fuck. And if you look at him from an in-ring perspective, I do not know how he's gotten the success that he's gotten. But if you look at every single other factor, that's why. That's why The Miz is in the position that he's in. Um, but but as for Elias, good God. You know, I, I, I've, used, I've used this thing before, and... and, and um, Elio always laughs at me when I bust it out, but but it, it, it rings true for Elias. In terms of watching him wrestle, I would rather watch paint dry while eating cornflakes. Cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy is just you know he, he's wrestling the answer to Nyquil. <laughs> And, and, and what he has done to warrant an, an elimination chamber qualifying match is beyond me. But at least he's not in the chamber, right? Exactly. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, no second chance for you. Sorry, Elias. Yeah. That brings us to our main event, the steel cage match, Becky Lynch and Bailey. Drift, you're on way back to catering there, Elias. Good to see you. Um, but, um, okay, now, this is where it's going to get a little dicey here for, for the main event, because I really, there's part of me that really enjoyed this, and there was part of me that was, like, really bummed out by this. Um... I, I think I know. I, we should we should have gotten it on Raw Thirty, right? Well, yes, because because this thing was this thing was cut by time constraints, and trust me, there was a lot you you could have cut from Raw Thirty to deal with time constraints. Mm -hmm. uh, see a backstage segment, you know, do something to cut that out, but I, you know. But what what is the what now it's gonna sound like I'm being a smart ass because I understand the history between Bailey and Becky. But I'm being quite serious when I ask you this, Elio. What are these two women feuding about this time? What is it? That's Rollins. 
<laughs> I think that's uh, I know seriously. I think that's like they they've uh, thrown that into this storyline. Uh, well, it's just it, 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 the thing is, I thought about that too, and and tell me how you feel about this. Now, now we've seen personal relationships being bought into into fuse before. I don't have an issue with that. But um, you know, we've seen uh, we've seen um, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch on screen before, and that whatever um, real life chemistry they have, obviously they're married with a baby, they're very happy, um, you know, and and that's all great. But that didn't translate to to on screen success because. Their on-screen presentation with each other was very, very awkward. So, do you think you do you think I'm correct in that in that um, in that statement, Elio? Yeah, remember I I was just watching this on TikTok recently uh, when uh, um, Seth Rollins was cutting a promo in the ring and Becky Lynch came out and they were both in the ring together cutting a promo. Yeah, it, that. yeah, it, and it was just not. Yeah, was was that the one where Becky was slapping Seth on the ass? I think so. But but you know it's just very awkward. So it's like, why are they feuding over Seth? What does Seth have to do with this? <laughs> right, like when I saw that again, I was on Instagram and I, I was looking at the Bailey's Instagram story. She posted a video of Seth Rollins like talking about uh, how he's uh, proud of Bailey and Bailey's his girl and his best friend and all that. I'm like, they're really going with the storyline. They're running with this, are they? Yeah, well, you know, and more power to them, but I'm just not really invested. In. Oh, it's just, I don't know. I, I just I don't know like um, where 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 they're going with this. So I'm just gonna sit back and wait and see what they what what they do. And I couldn't I couldn't really get invested in the in the cage match either. Um even though it was a perfectly um it was a perfectly serviceable uh situation but it would have made it would have been so much better at Raw thirty, I guess is my point. No, I agree. And and as, I was really looking forward to this one on Raw thirty. Yeah, and and as as much as I love Lita, and and folks, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, Lita is my is my best of all time in terms of in terms of the women, uh, wrestling. Period. Oh, I have okay. a fancy match for you uh, for this for this week coming up. I don't know if you saw it already. No, I didn't. Okay, but, after after we're done with Raw, I'll we'll, I'll go over. But is it just me, or was that like the most random Lita appearance? Of yeah, all time? I, I, I heard about this. I was like, okay, uh, I'm not sure where they're going with that one now. Don't throw her into the storyline. I, I guess well, I, I get it because uh, they had that match, her and Becky had that match with the one pay per view. But I mean, this was just random. Right, but now, now all of a sudden they're friends, and and from what I was reading online today in preparation for the show this evening, uh, now granted, 
it's you know it's IWC so take it with a grain of salt but this particular theory does make sense uh, apparently they're trying to set up some sort of tag match um at elimination chamber with Lita um and Trish and Becky and and figuring figuring them in with damage control and I'm um, like why Okay. Interesting. That's that's random. You know, like anytime, anytime Lita is on my screen, I'm smiling. But yeah, but this is random because Trish and Lita have nothing to do with damage control. But this is so random. And if anything, Lita and Becky should be feuding and not hugging like they're besties. You know, we already have Team Bestie and Lita and Trish Stratus. Yeah. Know, we don't we don't need uh, Becky on top of that. Plus, it just makes no sense. So, so that didn't really land for me, and 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 that is that is almost painful for me to say because, like I said, Lita is one of my all time favorites. But I'm I'm just but as a impartial podcaster. When something is random as fuck, I have to say that that was random as fuck. And to me, that didn't make any sense. Um, and, and, and you know, like I said, it's not that the cage match was bad, but it's almost like, you know, it's almost like when you're waiting for the starter pistol to go off at the, at the start of a race, and a car backfires, and you think the gun went off, and everybody starts going, and then they're like, no, 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 back up. This is what that cage match and the entire thing felt like, you know, last night. It, it just, it would have been so much better if they just pulled the trigger at Raw 30. Yep, I agree. Uh, I don't know. Um, But, you know, this... this but the high point of all high points, folks, before we get lost in anything, was was the segment between Cody and Paul. That was... Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, wait, because I missed uh, some of this. So uh, when did that one... Uh, when did that promo... Did they, that promo take place? So at the end or... No, that was... Um, that was... Right, be- I, I, right before the um, the Elias and Montez four. Oh, okay. But that, if anything, is a main event level segment. That was main event level. Yeah. I dude, I can't even. If you didn't see this thing in its entirety, please go back and take a look at this. I mean, how often do I will? I haven't recorded. Oh, I'm, but but I mean, how often do I tell you to go back and listen to a promo again? Like very often, you it's more go back and watch a match. Well, it, there were good matches on this show, but this, but this promo was a can't miss situation. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, folks. Um, on on a multitude of levels, and if you don't believe me with what I'm saying, go back and. And and listen to what I've said about Cody since this whole thing with, you know, he came back with Seth Rollins. I've said it very consistently. I've always said that I think Cody should should be the guy that takes on Roman at WrestleMania. 
Okay, that should not get lost in any sort of shuffle. And and this promo did a very good job of of of, of building that up. This was a this was a masterclass level promo. Just it was doctorate level. It was it was magical. Uh, you know, Paul Heyman's facial expressions and his ability to flip emotions on a dime. You know, he was on the edge of tears, and then he delivered that that line about, you know, Cody, you were Dusty's favorite son, but Roman is the son he wishes he had. You know, just to be able to flip on a dime like that. Yep. And just, I, I mean, I, I couldn't do that. I don't know of I don't know of one percent of of individuals in the professional wrestling business who can do that. I'm not even sure the Rock could make you flip like that in, in a millisecond. Um, it, it, this was masterful, and and this is this is the kind of stuff that's going to make Roman and Cody work. Now, with with everything that I just said. And I, and I don't want that to get lost because I'm I'm standing by what I said with Roman and Cody, but but this is where I get nervous. This is where I get very nervous that this is going to backfire on Cody. And I and I don't mean this in terms of now in terms of in terms of the audience because based on the reactions that he's getting this guy Cody Rhodes is the WrestleMania main event okay especially especially with how the crowd reacted to that promo with him and Paul but this is where i get nervous with Cody Cody Rhodes being put in this position now Prior to him getting injured at Hell in a Cell, and I can finish this real quick before we get kicked off. Prior to him getting injured at Hell in a Cell, all all roads were a go for him to be the guy heading into the road for WrestleMania, and then and then things kind of got knocked off kilter because. You know he was he was out for for six months, and in that six months period, I know I know the bloodline storyline has gone longer than six months. I understand that, but in that six months period, Roman and and Sami Zayn and, and Jay and Jimmy have just overtaken everything, and, and that was on the forefront of everybody's mind, and now everybody's like. Well, should it be Sammy? And I think even the even the crowd is starting to it was starting to think that. And Cody handled that masterfully because the the crowd was chanting Sammy at Cody before Roman or before Paul even came out, and he handled that perfectly. He didn't he didn't degrade Sammy. He said he said, hey, you know, I get it, you know. Um, so that was that was perfectly played in terms of babyface Cody Rhodes. My issue is if they don't pull the trigger with Sammy now, 
And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that 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 they will or that they should or whatever based on what I just said with Cody. I'm not backing up. But if they don't pull the trigger with with Sammy all the way now, even with him getting the match at Elimination Chamber, then we're, then what are we doing this bloodline storyline for? What's the what's the payoff? So it so is this a situation where Cody is the right guy at the right time, but in the wrong situation, given what's developed with with Sammy in his absence, and and it could be argued that you're trying to fix it by having Roman Roman and Sammy at Elimination Chamber, but. Are they now going to have to figure Sammy into the situation where he's going to he's going to somehow screw Roman out of the title, thereby thereby giving it to Cody, and thereby thereby we can we can finish Roman and Sammy after Roman and Cody. I don't know. This this puts a very um, interesting situation. Um, in place for WrestleMania and beyond because you know prior to prior to Cody Rhodes's injury everything was tailor made for Cody and now here comes Sammy so I, and and the other thing too real quick as masterful as that promo was re- revolving around Dusty is it just me Elio or should they be focusing more on Cody's journey? And less on Dusty's legacy in this storyline. Yeah, it's me, folks. I'm Cody. It's a, it's a, it's about Cody. Like he's winning the title that his father never won. But still, this is like Cody's uh, story. Yeah, and, and I I want to hear more about Cody and what's what's in it for him. And and, and I want to. I have the utmost respect for Dusty Rhodes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying anything against Dusty, but I, I don't want to hear Dusty's name so much. Yeah. You know, this this is a different time. And even like even after the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, Triple H had a had an interview where it's like I see Dusty in his eyes, it, you know. I see Dusty, 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 you know. But there's something more with Cody. I don't want to hear so much about Dusty. So that's my that's my those are my two major concerns going into uh, WrestleMania for Cody because I think I think the whole Sammy and uh, Roman thing could backfire on him eventually if they don't pull the trigger on that now. So with that thought, we will take a break and we'll be right back to finish it up. All right, we're back and that does it for our episode of Monday Night Raw for this week. Ben, I have the questions of the week for you that we're going to be talking about on our Friday night. Very good. And the first one has to do with Vince Russo. Because he always has something stupid to say. So this is no different. I'm going to read you these comments, then you can tell me if you agree or disagree, okay? Okay. 
If you think any of Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, or Kevin Owens are even close to Roman Reigns' level, you're out of your mind. They are not. In terms, in terms of where he is, um, in in like character, um, you know, and um, his career, and just. He's firing on all cylinders character-wise. Um, then, yeah, I, I, I would I would agree with that part. Um, where I would where I would disagree, um, and um, this is very important. With without those those guys, um, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and um, a, a few others. Being part of Roman Reigns' story and his build, um, would he be where he's at without them? And I would say no. Like the bloodline storyline would not be this good without Sami Zayn. It it wouldn't be. And and I'll I'll be the first guy to admit that when they first brought Sami Zayn in to the bloodline, I couldn't figure it out. I, I I mean I was I was late to that party and I I have no problem admitting that to you on the air because I was like where does Sami Zayn fit into any of this at all um and, and it took it, and it took a while for that for that storyline to really grow on me and to to understand where they're going. But with, with without those building blocks and, and and those people in place to 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 have Roman in this position to have the island of relevancy be that relevant for that long, there are a lot of there are a lot of players that make that happen, and it's not just Roman. Like Roman deserves a lot of credit. And I think he's better than anybody ever dreamed of him being as a heel. Um, but it, so credit to him for that. But for, I think for for um, for um, Vince Russo to say that nobody can touch him, they may not be able to touch him. But that's that's only because. They help build him. The guys that he's saying are nowhere near his level, they're the ones that put him on that level in the storyline that he's in. All right. And uh, question number two. Should the WWE introduce a women's mid-card championship? No. No. Okay. Um, and it's funny you should mention that because not too long ago in uh, WWE 2K22, I, I admitted this the other week on the air. I'm very late in terms of purchasing 2K22. Um, but um, they just had me win like the women's Intercontinental title on the women's Eyes thing. And it, like, it was just a one storyline thing. It was very weird. Oh yeah, um, but um, but you know, it, it's just no. I I I don't see I don't see that helping uh the division until the division gets booked in a more 
um, in a more compelling manner. Okay. Because, yeah. because if you can't make a women's championship matter, if you can't make a women's tag team championship matter, um, who even are the the women's tag team t- champions? Where NXT uh, or uh, wait, um, on the main roster, it's uh, yeah. the Kurakai of Sky. See, and I I forgot all about that because when's the last time they were relevant? No, I'm not. I'm not talking about the performers. I'm not talking about Dakota Kai. No, I know the champion. That was the same thing with the Mariano Championship. That one time, I moved. I for a minute, I forgot that Shinsuke Nakamura was the champion. You know, and and what does that tell you about you know WWE's ability or you know inability to to build championships now? On the opposite side of that, you know, there's the U.S. title, and they've kind of been forced into catapulting that to the ninth level. But, um, you know, but no, based on where the women are now, no. Mm-mm. All right, and uh, the other fantasy match that we have this week is going to be Owen Hart versus Brian Danielson. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sweet Jesus! Oh man! Um, you know what, folks? Don't kill me for this. I'm gonna give you plenty of logic for this, but I'm gonna have to go with um Brian Danielson on this one. Okay. Because, be- because of the fact that. I don't think we saw Owen Hart at anywhere near his prime. I don't I don't think we did. I don't think we saw nearly the heights that Owen Hart could have went to. Um had over the edge not happened. Um you know, I think I I think th- this would be a conversation of an all-time great match if both of these guys were in their prime. Um, while that match took place. Well, that's, um, that's uh, what these fantasy matches are. They were both the wrestlers in their prime. But but knowing how good Brian Danielson is and not, not seeing Owen Hart reach his full potential, I can't really say without being a complete fanboy that Owen Hart would overtake... Um, would overtake Danielson at this point. Right. So, you know, no disrespect to Owen Hart at all, um, but I'm going to have to go with Danielson. All right. And that brings us to our uh, tournament that we got going on, the tag team tournament, Ben. I got the results for the, uh, for the um, second round matches. And so, so FTR defeated the Outsiders. Okay. Edge and Christian defeated the Briscoes. 
No, 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 no. Oh my god, no. I know, I know, right? That hurts. You, you, you can take your kazoos and shove them right up your ass. No. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. <laughs> what the fuck? So this is the next match on the left side. We have FTR versus Edging Christian. FTR. And on the right side, we have the New Age Outlaws versus the Street Profits. And the Steiners versus the Dudley Boys. Um, who, I'm sorry, who's facing the Street Profits? New Age Outlaws. Okay, well, take the Street Profits on that one for sure. All right. And um, and the Steiners and the Dudley Boys. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say Steiners. I'm a, I'm a real, I'm a real big Steiners guy, if you can't tell. So actually, um, sorry, these, so these matches already happened, FTR and Edge and Christian, because I have the results here in front of me, and um, Edge and Christian defeated FTR, so they're going to be facing RK, bro. Uh, these fanboy idiots, uh, you know. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, so they're going to be facing RK, bro. And on the, on the, on the right bracket side, because we already did the Street Profits and all that, uh, I just didn't update it. So it's the uh, New Age Outlaws defeated the Dudley Boys, so they're going to be facing the Hardys. Oh, Lord. New Age Outlaws defeat face the Hardys. And Ben, I have the, I found the tournament, the next tournament that I have set up. I don't know if you, what do you think, if you want to do this one next. But the next one I have is the best, the best entrance faction. Wait, let me see if I if I have it right. Uh, it is yeah the best wrestling faction entrance entrances. Oh man, those are gonna be awesome! Please do that one. Okay, and yeah. Here are the here are the team the factions in this tournament, okay? Yeah. Degeneration X. New World okay. Order. Okay. The New Day. Ministry of Darkness. Uh good old Ministry of Darkness. <laughs> the White Family. Oh. The Brood. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> the bloodline. Oh, this is going to be delightful. The nation of domination. Well, you know what? In addition to the, to the entrance tournament, we should do a like a legit tournament with these people. Because this, listen to this lineup. This is tremendous. Eminem. And, no. and then the last name and the last faction on this list, the shield. Oh my god. <laughs> so what's this tournament? So we're gonna set up the racks for these ones. I'm gonna run I'm gonna enter all the names into on I'm gonna put all the names onto the wheel and we're gonna spin and create these matches on the air. Fantastic. I love it. 
All right, so I guess uh, that that's about everything. So I guess uh, bring the show to a close. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. I tried to make it somewhat abbreviated, but I might have talked too much. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the uh, official time on this one is. Um, but uh, keep in mind, folks, we will be back on uh, Saturday for the regularly scheduled um, uh, podcast. I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna map out Ben's WWE career. Yes, uh, yes. Elio is very excited about that one. He's got a shitting grin all over his face. We know. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then next Tuesday, let me double check the date, but I'm pretty sure we have, um, yes, we have the um, we have the elimination chamber prediction show on no, next Tuesday. So. Stay tuned for all that. You'll get plenty of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Uh, in the meantime, he's Elio. I'm Ben. Don't miss us too much. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the greatest love you